It is a center for higher learning. It is a place with centuries of secrets in its shadowed halls. This is where you have come to learn the mysteries of the cosmos. Welcome to the Miskatonic University Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Miskatonic University Podcast, Episode 81. This is the podcast dedicated to Call of Cthulhu and other horror and Lovecraft-related role-playing games. I'm Keeper Dan, and for this episode, I'm going solo. I'm going to cover the Campus Crier news, and also talk a little bit about the ongoing Chaosium restructuring, revolution, regeneration, whatever this thing is that's happening. Miskatonic University Campus Crier. Campus Crier's Miskatonic student paper. Here's where I'm going to go through mythos-related news and feedback for the show. This episode is recorded on June 14th, 2015. Starting off the crier, we have a couple of Kickstarters. The first one is the Sedefkar Simulacrum. This is a six-part Lovecraftian sculpture with other related props for the Horror and the Orient Express. This is an artist that she uh, has a husband who's a gamer, and he kind of prompted her to make like a prop for his uh, game of Horror and the Orient Express, and it, I guess, came out really well, and so they decided, hey, let's talk to Chaosium and see what we can do about actually making these things in production. So, that's what they did. This is now officially licensed by Chaosium. It has well passed its funding goal, with 21 days to go, so yeah, this is going to be created. And it has a lot of levels, and the simulacrum is pretty cool. It's got a uh, very interesting, nice sculpt. It's very creepy looking. All the pieces are going to be held together with magnets, so that way... As your players get the pieces, then you hand them a, a limb. And if you're looking to be running the Horror on the Orient Express anytime soon, take a look at this, because this is a pretty cool little project. I seem to remember that there was another Sedefkar Simulacrum Kickstarter, but I'm not finding it on Kickstarter, so it might have been on one of the other crowdfunding sites. Next up we have HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast. Live 2015. This was very much like a couple of years ago where the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast with Chad Pfeiffer and Chris Lackey, they are doing a fundraising campaign in order to get Chris from the UK back to the US and that they are going to do a live show at Necronomicon Providence on August 22nd this year. And that has been reached. They will also be doing a live show at the beginning of October in Chicago. They have a pledge level of $5 to get all the audio from what they're doing. That's currently where I'm at, because their other levels are things that have, like, tickets to the shows, which I won't be able to get to, and then spots to 
join in on their podcast, which are you know way out of my budget. But this is uh, pretty terrific. I'm glad to hear that they have already reached their goal with 18 days left. And so the next stretch goal, well, the first stretch goal that they have at 6,500 is a full reading of Lovecraft's The Statement of Randolph Carter, read by Andrew Lehman. In other news, we have an announcement that the archives of all 50 episodes of Yogg Radio, the original podcast about Call of Cthulhu, are now public. For a long time now, they have been purely for patrons of the site. But as part of a stretch goal to a Kickstarter that they were running from Yogg-Sothoth, that has now been changed. All of the episodes for Yogg Radio are now available to the public, and there will be a link in the show notes where you can go out and listen to it. If you're new to Call of Cthulhu, to the podcasting sphere, any of that, it's well worth going and giving a listen. This is the first podcast I ever listened to, and Yogg Radio is the first of the Call of Cthulhu-related podcasts. And you get to know the, the people behind Yogg Sothoth. And this show was instrumental in the creation of this program. So, again, to everybody from Yog sothoth and Yog Radio, thank you. They do have another show now going called the Cthulhu Breakfast Club. And the Kickstarter campaign that spawned bringing Yog Radio to public is one that was about getting better equipment for them to be able to record the Cthulhu Breakfast Club, which is the group at a restaurant actually discussing the game and mythos stuff and just whatever else they feel like talking about at a restaurant. They were needing different equipment from what they had on hand because it was picking up the background noise far too much. So they had to modify their current equipment to uh, pick up their voices and a little bit of the background. That's part of the great thing about doing a show in public is that you have those awesome background sounds. But in the video for the podcast, they definitely show, you know, the improvement of what it'll sound like after they get, you know, new upgraded lavalier mics. So they're the small type that clipped your shirt. The 16th of this month also marks the 17th year of the website. 17 years of yogsothoth.com. Congratulations and happy birthday. Cubicle 7 has now released the SOE handbook for the World War Cthulhu setting that they're doing. So this is uh, a non-pulpy World War II scenario type of setting. And the SOE handbook is a... Um, this is something that I'm very keen to get my hands on because... Special Operations Executive were tasked with some of the most dangerous and daring covert actions of the Second World War, from sabotaging power plants to establishing resistance cells in occupied Europe. And the SOE was a real division of the British military. This is the group that, when Churchill said to set Europe ablaze, these are the people he was talking to. And something that is just an interesting piece of note is that the now late Christopher Lee was a member of the SOE. 
he was a Nazi hunter during the war, and then afterwards he would hunt down ones that had gone into hiding and uh, in order to have them brought to trial. Paul Frecker has now finished part five of his Call of Cthulhu Quick Start Guide YouTube videos. This last piece is for wounds and healing, and he goes into detail on how all that works. The links to all five videos are on the page for this one, and I watched through them all now, and it's maybe half an hour altogether for all five parts, and it's a really fantastic primer to go through and to teach how the basic rules work. And so I highly recommend this if you've got people who are new to the game, you want to introduce the concepts of how Call of Cthulhu works, then this is a really good little first step in introducing someone to it. Now, it's not an introduction to role-playing in general. It does start with the assumption that you're already familiar with what role-playing games are. So go to a different source if that's the situation. But for introducing Call of Cthulhu, this works really well. So, fantastic job, Paul. These are really good. And at the end of it, he asked if there was anybody who would like to see additional ones. And yes, I would absolutely like to see additional videos. These were well produced. And I know it's a lot of work to make them. But if you've got the energy to do it, I would love to see more. These are really good. And in related news... The good friends of Jackson Elias podcast now have their own subsection of the Miskatonic University podcast campus forums. So go on up to the campus square section of the forum, and they are right there with this show as well as Skype of Cthulhu. So welcome, good friends, to the forum. Chaosium is doing a great big sale. They are having a lot of the content of the uh, of their back catalog has now been put onto sale. Uh, they've got 50% off all BRP and Call of Cthulhu monographs, novelties, accessories, all licensed Call of Cthulhu products, including fantasy flight games, board games, and miniatures, Cubicle 7... Golden Goblet and Arc Dream, all the non-English books, Nephilim. So go on over to chaosium.com and take a look through their offerings there. They have a lot of different things that are showing as available, and then they're being bought out, and then they find some more and put them more back up on the site. So you'll have to just kind of take a look at the site to see what's currently available Um what it is then interests you but go take a look there's some fantastic deals there and that wraps up the campus crier next up i've got the cryptocurium spotlight from our sponsor cryptocurium.com the item i'm going to target on this particular spotlight is lord darkness this is the first item from a guest artist to create items for the store. This is made by Brandon Zimmerman, and the line he's going to be doing for Cryptocurium are magnets and wall plaques devoted to the iconic villainous film and TV roles of actor Tim Curry. This first piece is a really large wall plaque or magnet 
inspired by the 1985 dark fairy tale legend. So this is Lord Darkness. This is one of the most, you know, striking and frightening portrayals of essentially the devil in movies. And he's uh, beautifully rendered here. The piece is measures over eight and a half inches wide and eight and three quarters inches tall. So this thing is really huge. And you can actually choose to have it with either magnets on the back or with a hook for uh, hanging on the wall. That's $35 plus shipping. So you just choose which one you want. Or you can choose a combo, which will give you both of them on the back of the uh, piece. So pop on over to the website, take a look at it, see if it's something that you're interested in. This is really nicely done, and it's limited to 25 pieces. Thank you, Crypticurium, for your support. Settle down now, class. It's time for your next lesson. And since it's just me, I'm only going to cover one topic in this. And so this is going to basically be a rundown of the latest Chaosium information. The first bit that I've got here is that there is a new revised PDF for Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition. This is available on their website now. If you've already obtained a copy of it, either through just paying for it on the website or through the Kickstarter campaign, then you should get an email with a discount code that will make the purchase free. And so this is an updated version. It's going to have new bookmarking and uh, errata added into it. There is also a thread on Yogg-Sothoth that has uh, errata that uh, readers are finding. So if you have the book and you find something in the new version now that may have been missed, then go to that thread and post it up there so that way it can continue to be improved. But it's nice that it didn't take long to get a new version of the book once we have the new leadership in place. So it's fantastic. And we've got two main pieces of info here, which we'll probably cover again on next episode whenever I have my co-host back. But we have the interview with Sandy Peterson by Paul McLean from Yogg-Sothoth. This is an audio interview. It's really good. And Sandy is very open and honest about what's going on over at Chaosium. And essentially, this comes down to after uh, Lynn Willis passed away, the people that had stock in the company essentially went down from four to three people. There were equal shares among Lynn Willis, Charlie Crank, and Greg Stafford. But Greg really wasn't involved in the company. He was doing off doing his own thing. There was also a small amount of stock owned by Sandy Peterson. These stocks for Greg and Sandy were essentially going away presents whenever they left. And what happened is that whenever Lynn passed away, his stocks, by the rules set up for the company, in this case, didn't go to anybody. They were simply dissolved, which made Greg and Charlie then equal in their ownership of it. And then Sandy, what well, became, as he phrased it, the kingmaker. He had the deciding vote for anything that happened. And the two of them 
uh, Sandy and Greg, whenever they started looking into the reputation that Chaosium had developed after the Kickstarters for not delivering after years, they decided that something needed to be changed. And so the two of them came in and quite literally bought out uh, Charlie's shares. So that's basically how that happened, is that Charlie was bought out from his shares. They will be paying him monetarily for his portion of the company, and then it will be owned strictly by the two people of Greg and Sandy. They are uncovering the financial details of the company. There hasn't been much released to the public, but that there's just all sorts of strange things in there. My suspicion is that apparently Charlie just wasn't all that good with financial decisions, and so I suspect that a lot of the money that went into it, the Kickstarters, they were that the funds were used to bring the company up to comfortable solvency and not dedicated for the production of these things. And so while it did stay in the company, I don't believe there was any uh, embezzlement going on or anything like that. But I just think that there were not good decisions made. And I do remember something about Call of Cthulhu writers were sent to Europe to tour the locations from Horror on the Orient Express. That seems like a bit of a unnecessary extravagance, and I'm sure it was a wonderful time for the writers. I don't begrudge them having the experience, and I'm sure it'll be that it's reflected in the game. But that's an expense that was just not essential and should have been put into the production of the game. We do know at least that the European backers will be soon getting their copies of the game, which is excellent. Sandy was very open with how this all went down, and he's honest with their uncertainty as to what the future's going to be. He is hoping that they were able to stave off a collapse of the company, which was disheartening to hear, but we can appreciate his honesty and uh, what's going on with it. There was also a text-based interview with Greg Stafford on uh, RPGNet that was run by Shannon Applecline. And so, you know, Shannon talks to Greg a little bit about what happened. Greg shares a lot of the same details that Sandy did, and that he also confirmed that, you know, Charlie is not with the company at all. Uh, his daughter, Megan, is also no longer with the company. There was no mention of her boyfriend that was apparently working with the company. We still haven't quite figured out who that was specifically, but the way Greg says it is that. Megan's also no longer involved, but everyone else, Nick, Ken, Dustin, and Mike, are staying. And we've been hearing from them on the website and in Kickstarter updates and uh, email newsletter updates that they are going full steam ahead. They're all very enthusiastic about what is happening and that everything is actually going better than it has in a long time. Uh, Greg does talk about what Sandy's role is going to be. Essentially, Sandy is now currently the vice president of the board of directors for the company. We don't know exactly who is on the board. Obviously, Greg and Sandy, but I don't know who else actually holds a seat on that board. 
Uh, we Oh, we also have as a piece of news is that Ben Monroe has come back to the company. This is man who's interviewed for Y'all Radio. He's also the guy who created the character of Monterey Jack. So it's very cool to see Ben back in the company. He's very enthusiastic about what's going on and to bring things back up to the place that Chaosium should be in. Because it is, as Greg puts it, one of the grandfathers of the industry. The first game that Chaosium had published that he said is called White Bear and Red Moon. And that appeared on the market the same month Dungeons and Dragons did. This essentially means that Chaosium is as old as TSR was and is still going. And it is fantastic to see that we've got new leadership. And while the future isn't certain... We can be hopeful and that the knowing that if something happens to Chaosium, it won't be because no one cared. And that's an important factor to me. You know, this is the first role-playing game I've ever played. It got me into the hobby. It got me into the community. It inspired me to make this show. And through that, I met some of the best friends I've ever had. I've gotten to know a number of members of our fantastic community. So I want to see this company and this game line progress and continue for a long time, because Chaosium is very special to me. But I think I'm going to wrap things up there. love to hear from our listeners and we have a lot of different ways you can reach out to us our main contact email address is feedback at mu-podcast.com we've also got our twitter account at mu underscore podcast and we have our irc channel on the feedback page of the website we've got our providence rhode island voicemail number at 401-400-0mup it's 401-400-0687 when you call that you can ask us a question if you want, or just leave us a liner. Something that I can play before the beginning of the show, saying who you are, and I'm enrolled at the Miskatonic University Podcast with a hearty GoPods for our home team, the Fighting Cephalopods. There's also a SpeakPipe link on the website. So if you look at the right-hand side, there's a little tab over there, and that will allow you to record directly from a microphone on your computer, or if you have an iOS device, then it will also tie into it, and you can just record directly to that, and I get an email with the file. It's very cool. Our website is mu-podcast.com, and the show notes for this episode are at mu-podcast.com slash 81. That's the number, 81. Our forums are at mu-podcast.com slash campus. Please come over, join the community, be a part of the conversations, and say welcome to the good friends of Jackson Elias. Again, thank you so much to our patrons over on Joyride. We truly appreciate the support that you're offering. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Class is dismissed. The Call of Cthulhu role-playing game is property of Chaosium, Inc. The written works of H.P. Lovecraft are held in the United States public domain. All other works mentioned in this podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of this show is copyright of the Miskatonic University podcast under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike license. 